Hey, everybody. What's going on? Josh Wiggler here. We've got some bonus Westworld podcast coverage for you here today. Very excited about this and definitely a little bit different than what we have been doing here on Post Show Recaps, but still really cool. So let me set up what you've got in store for you today. Joe and I, Joe Garfine, my co-host here on the Welcome to Westworld podcast here on Post Show Recaps, we went on another Westworld podcast. I don't know if you know this, but there are a thousand Westworld podcasts, but we are very, very happy to have hitched our wagon onto the Jay and Jack show. If you do not know who Jay and Jack are, first of all, shame on you. That means you're probably not a Lost fan, so we've got some beef to start out with. But Jay and Jack are incredible podcasters. They have been in the podcasting game a lot longer than I have been, certainly, and they are OG as far as it's concerned with Lost, my favorite show, as many people who have listened to my podcasts know all too well. So I greatly admire those guys, and they've been doing a bang-up job covering Westworld. And it's not just Jay and Jack, but they actually have a uh, a very familiar quantity in the post show recaps universe one of my very good friends mike bloom is the third co-host on that podcast that's right mike has been talking westworld all season long if you didn't know it shame on you they did a really really good job tackling the season all year long and joe and i were honored to be invited onto their podcast to do some finale predictions so what you're going to hear here is actually not a post show recaps podcast it's a jay and jack podcast we're putting it in our feed because we're cool like that and we want to make sure that you guys listen to everything uh if you are not already listening to the jay and jack podcast you really ought to do that very easy to subscribe jayandjack.com slash itunes you can get their westworld stuff you can get everything in the backlog of lost all of their conversations there they talk survivor they've got the leftovers will be coming back next year mike bloom is actually going to be a part of that which is very cool so really great podcasting coming from jay and jack and we were really really excited to talk about westworld with them so without further ado this is going to be a jay and jack show here on post show recap really looking forward at what might be in store for the Westworld finale. Uh, Hard to believe that we are actually at the gate of this episode, and then it's going to be no more Westworld for a very long time. So I was really excited to get a chance to lay out a few more more theories before we left here, before we got into finale territory, and all of our theorizing and discussion would mean nothing anymore. So uh, here, without any further ado, listen to this podcast. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to Westworld with Jay, Jack, and Mike. My name is Jay. My name is Mike. I'm Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) And with us are uh, very incredible special guests, uh, fellow Westworld podcasters, and so, so much more, uh, Joe Garfine and Josh Wiggler. Welcome to the show. Yay! We did it. We did it. We got on the podcast. The crossover has begun. But I love that I've known Jay and Jack for, I think, 10 years, and they still don't know how to say my last name. <laughs> Garfine, Garfine, Garfine. I don't even try. I don't even attempt to say it. It's Garfine, they, they were, Glatefelter. It's Garfine. I mean, they, always were pronoun- they, were, they were saying can, in line I, with the Westworld, if Charlotte pronounced Crevice Crevasse last episode, they could, <laughs> they could do the same thing with your last so name. So the Westworld pronunciation. So that's exactly. fair. Yeah. That's fair. I can live with Pete Felter, um, whatever you want. Yeah, actually, it's it's funny. I was, uh, one, uh, we, we congratulate earlier for uh, your recent nuptials. Congrats again, officially on the podcast. Hooray! 
Yay! Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs> but yeah, but it just you know, it's 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 funny how like a, a wedding, even though I wasn't even there, I wasn't even part of it, but just you start remembering all of the things that you've ever that done weird. with that person. So you know, going back to Hawaii and all that fun stuff, and um, so very happy, very happy for you too. Um, Awesome, awesome. Thank stuff. you. We appreciate it. I just wanted to get a wife like the rest of you guys, so I did. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, just, we waited 19 years because why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was really, really cool, especially given everything is really positive uh, thing. So it was, it was really nice for sure. Um, but yes. uh, 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 go ahead. Something nice back home, season four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're already into the Lost. This I'm surprised bad. that it took us a full two minutes before we started referring to Lost. That's like very conservative between the five of us. <laughs> I've, I've been so quiet because I've just been biting my tongue. I didn't want to be the first, but now that the, the floodgates are open, let's just talk about Lost for the next uh, 90 minutes. Yes. Well, if, if, just if, kidding, well, World. Well, if those don't remember, uh, well, I think uh, any any uh, Lost uh, fan knows Joe very well, but uh, and every uh, knows Wiggler fairly well. But uh, if you listen to Wiggler's guest on guest host on the Lost podcast, uh, you were a, a season two aficionado, like a season two appreciator um, that I, I love, really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love all the seasons except the last one. Uh, but I but I do have a soft spot for season two. I, re- I really enjoyed those Dharma days. They were very dear to my heart. <laughs> Party of one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dining alone, listening to make your own kind hey, of music, cleaning your gun. <laughs> live together, dine alone, Mike. Ooh. Um, this is going to be a fun time. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Westworld. Westworld has just been this uh, this thing that I never, I don't think, maybe none of us expected to be as fun and ha- as um, scratching that lost itch uh, as it's been. Um, you know, what what is everyone's thoughts on this show and maybe what your expectations were and has it exceed your expectations that met your expectations. Um, and you know, where is, where does it take you now, um, with this show? Well, uh, we're going to go with ladies first. So that's me. <laughs> uh, I am the Supergirl of this DC crossover. Thank you very much. <laughs> there's, there's Sorry, one, oh, there's one go. girl. I guess there's, there's one lady on the show, but there's people, uh, three people with uh, the J's to start thing. Mike, you're the, the odd person out. I was going to say, I, I mean, I've been firmly ens- ensconced between two J's throughout the duration of this podcast, but now the J numbers have doubled in the past 24 hours. I'm a little frightened for my own kind. Uh, I don't know if this makes me the host or the guest in the fact that you're outnumbering me at this point. <laughs> Makes you Lee Sizemore. Oh, no! no. Oh. come true! Low blow, oh, Jack. Oh, my God. Going well, for the your, jugular. Your initials, you're, the, you're the Mike in Bloom. You're the Mike, man in black Mike in Bloom. So you're good. Uh, you go. I'm always in Bloom, so I'm, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to fill that role. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. Oh, please. We're going to digress a lot. We apologize and drink every time there's a lost reference. You'll be drunk very soon. That's Probably what we do on our podcast. McCutcheon whiskey, please. Yes. Oh, McCutcheon, of course. Um, you know, I had very high expectations going in for a few reasons. I read the book, the screenplay. I watched the film. I loved the concept of it, and I wondered how they'd execute it. But I was excited to know that it was on HBO and it was with Bad Robot. And so those two together, plus the amazing cast and the executive producers, showrunners, um, I had the pleasure of meeting Lisa Joy. Um, long story short, she went to college with my brother-in-law. Hmm. So, oh, I, cool. uh, and we 
we'd like been in touch, but I'd never met her. And I met her last year at the ATX TV festival with um, Jonathan Nolan, who I'd met before through person of interest, but uh, they're terrific. And Lisa Joyce said to me, you're pretty much our demographic. If you don't like Westworld, we're screwed because you love lost and Deadwood so much. <laughs> and I said, I, you know, no pressure, but I'm yeah. pretty sure I already love your show. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I bought the the URL Welcome to Westworld in 2014 when they announced it. Nice. And I haven't done anything with it yet. Did you flip it? Did you flip it for big profits? I haven't yet, but, you know, there's always the off season. <laughs> <laughs> Honeymoon money. Come on. Exactly. Um, no, but long story short, um, they were terrific. And, and, of course, they wouldn't say a word, but that they were very excited to see what Lost fans in particular, you know, were going to be thinking about the show and um, – they are, as, as everything with Bad Robot and on HBO, very tight-lipped but excited. And uh, that sort of added to my excitement about the show. And I'd say that it more than lived up to my expectations. And, you know, I was kind of joking with Josh about starting a podcast for it, even before it started. And um, he was totally on board because, you know, this is totally like you guys. It is in, firmly in our nerd wheelhouse. Um, the choose-your-own-adventure nature of it, the stellar acting the fill in the blank, the, you know, the hatches are now, you know, uh, doors into different lands and narratives. And so even though the show doesn't remind me of Lost, I think that the the groundwork has been, the show probably wouldn't have been produced uh, before 2004. I don't think it would have worked. I know no they've way. been trying to create this show for a long time. Um, but I like looking at Westworld and analyzing it through the lens, which I now watch television because of Lost. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's our lost trained eyes, uh, you know, are applied to the show. And I think, or, and a, a lot of shows are now like the, the Reddit community and everything like that. Just the way people like just dissect every scene. Um, and there's so many different podcasts now that dissect all the different types of TV shows, shows I would never think would have. Yeah. A what was that, uh, official Huffington post number? Does anyone remember I how it was many? like tw- 28, maybe 28 Westworld podcasts. And now it's like a hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Easily. Um, Which is unusual, and they happened quickly. I think that's that's I've never seen that for a show. No, I mean I, when we when we came up with our last podcast, uh, there was only uh, three other ones at the time <laughs> in two thousand five. Yeah, Ryan and Jen, us, Lost Cast, Lost Cast, and the official Lost podcast. No, we were before we the official count. Lost podcast. That was like a month later. We don't. We don't- we don't count. We give, we give Chris. That might be the most hipster thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um, but yeah, that's old, old fashioned, old, old school pod, podcast, old school and, and new school, right? And something like uh, Yeah. So that's another show. Um, Jack, what's, what's your thoughts on season series so far? Well, for me, I was, a, I, we've talked about this before. I, I was a fan of the movie and I'm also a fan of Westerns. I'm also a fan of sci-fi. So I went in there. I, I went in with low expectations. I was just hoping it would be good. But then we saw the, and I was bugging Jay for a while. Hey, why don't we podcast about this? Why don't we podcast about this? I don't know if I want to. <laughs> but but then the the uh, trailer came out. He texted me. I want to do a Westworld podcast. You want to do it? I okay. Yeah, let's do it. And then uh, <laughs> so then it was delayed and all this. I, I just I just had I because my my thought was all right the movie was really good i i liked it it's kind of cheesy now you look back at some of the special effects but the the story is excellent how are they going to make this into a six how last six seasons but i this is it's been amazing i it's it's like i said it's a western and it's sci-fi 
like Joe said, excellent acting, storytelling. It's it's an amazing show. I I, I look forward to it each week, and I'm just disappointed it's ending next week. And we have a year. It's a long <laughs> comes back. A year. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. gonna be a minute. Oh, it's gonna be some good. of us. Some of us aren't getting any younger. So I, you know, <laughs> I'll be I'll be sixty when this show ends. Holy crap! Sixty. Oh. You're going to be looking like Ed Harris after a few years. <laughs> I, I already look like Ed Harris. The man in Jack. <laughs> the man in Jack. The man in Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty bad. That's a whole Maybe different show. Jack. <laughs> yeah. Just like Ed, uh, William didn't age well, neither did Jack. So, <laughs> Jack, as for how Westworld could last six seasons, what if every season is like medieval world and then Roman world and they just change the world every time? Changing around. I, um, I hope not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it'd be jarring it'd be very jarring to like just have all of these different actors now like playing like roman soldiers i don't know I mean, that would, would, would that be like the ryan murphy like anthology wheelhouse where you're using the same <laughs> actors in different roles every season Ugh. yes barf i mean not to spoil leftovers for people who haven't seen it they completely changed yes that's true and i was like i go what are they and I think most people would agree it's probably you could say it's the best season of television ever. So they took a chance and it it worked. So we'll see where Westworld goes, but um, it's been an amazing nine episodes so far. So, well, I like the the, the uh, I think it was um, uh, Jeffrey Wright that said uh, that this is like the prequel. Season one's like the prequel. Um, it's just setting up everything for what's to come, which if that's the case, like, holy crap, I, I look forward to what's to come. If this is just setting everything up. Oh, who do we lose? Who do we lose? Uh, good hmm. question. Oh, we lost uh, Jack. Like lost Jack. lost Jack. <sighs> as, is, as is usual. He might. Good Lord, man. He's, he's pushing 60. Well, no, the, the, pro- <laughs> the problem is, is that he, he got, they have like a, um, AT&T fiber optic networks, but they, uh, they put his line like above the ground. It's actually on his street. They didn't even like bury it or anything. <laughs> so it's a glass based fiber optic cable that gets run over by tire. It's, yeah. it's so stupid. Um, well, wow. Let's get him back on. <laughs> Yeah, this, like hap- this happens. To, this happens like two or three times every podcast we do. Is him just like <laughs> b- bopping in and out of the podcast? Josh, it's making me appreciate you more. I know. Well, we we do have a sturdy connection. That's one of the few things we've got going on. Because we're sturdy yeah. people. Nice. <laughs> nice. Speak for yourself. I I am no such thing. <laughs> I'm sturdy on the inside, man. <laughs> uh, Jack, are you there? Hello. I am here, yes. Ford yes. Connected me, but I'm back. Yeah. Nice job, old man. I swear if you keep uh, disconnecting and we kicked off the podcast. Ah, oh, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Josh, I think it's your turn. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know really what I what I expected from Westworld. I mean, I'd certainly heard a lot about it. There'd been tons of buzz about it. You knew that, you know, there was another bad robot show coming out and it was going to be on HBO and Jonah Nolan is going to be involved. And then you hear everybody who is going to be involved as an actor, Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, Jeffrey Wright. And you just like you hear the premise, too. It's, you know, it's rooted in this movie and it's this wild blending of sci fi and the Western genre. And you just wonder how it's all going to work. But there's so many good 
ingredients that you're at least curious about it. Um, so I got assigned to cover it for the day job, and I got to see the first four episodes a little bit early. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm looking forward to watching this. There's a lot of problems with the production that have been reported along the way. Uh, but I started watching, and you know, that first episode is so unbelievable. It just hooks you in really, really quickly, and clearly those first four are all really good, and I just binged them in, like, a day, and I was done watching these four, and I was like, holy crap, I can't wait for everybody else in the universe <laughs> to find this thing, because it's really, really, really good, and there's a lot going on, and what's with this Arnold guy, uh, and all of that was already playing out in my head after, after one view. Um, and I think that that's what people have, you know, come across as they've encountered the show. And I think a lot of like the old lost crowd, as we constantly keep referencing lost, like I know a lot of the people who loved that show are finding a lot to love and a lot similar in this, in the, you know, the sort of area of like picking apart questions and unraveling mysteries and everything. But I feel like Westworld's grabbed onto a bunch of other new viewers too. Like mm. my parents are watching Westworld, you know, th- things like that. Like my, my hair cutter is watching Westworld. Like everywhere you go, somebody is, is watching this show. And I think that it really has latched on. And I think it's been such a turbulent ride and I'm amped up for this finale. Uh, it's been, a, it's been such a crazy season. There's still so much up in the air. So yeah, I'm, I'm fully in, I'm in, a, I'm in the tank for this show, really digging what they're doing there on the West, on the Westworld. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it, it, it's it's true that there's like a, a, a large section of viewers that aren't watching it the way that we're watching it. Because I, I have like coworkers that are like, oh man, I think Westworld. And then I start getting into, into like you know the the, the multiple timeline <laughs> theories and Man in Black as well. Yes. Like whoa, 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 what, 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 what? <laughs> um, and it's like. <laughs> It's it's such a great thing. Like I've had that exact experience like six different times with six different sets of people, and it's been hilarious every time. With like, yeah, what what do you mean you think that Bernard's a robot? What do you mean you think he's Arnold? Like all of that was just like it's it's so fun to talk to people about the show, especially when they haven't heard any of that stuff, and just to watch their minds explode out their ears. The, you know the way like a host set would blow up. Yeah, hey, Jay, what did people think? What did people think when you said a single timeline? There was only one timeline. <laughs> they, they threw they threw fruit at him and booed him out of the room. <laughs> you know there could be just well, one just like you know when it's time like something's going to be revealed. You got to pick a side. So if I w- if I pick single timeline, it would have been proven single timeline. I would have been like the most genius person out there. You got to take a risk I don't know, sometimes. You, 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 you yeah. should have taken you should have taken a hint from me and just gone with four to one up me. <laughs> this is just like Jack's Bernard and Rose work for Dharma. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Which they did. Oh, God, Unconfirmed. Jeez. It's like, <laughs> can't, you can't deny. You can't, you can't just. I, I feel like it. Dolores that keeps reliving the same moment over and over and over again. It's, it's, <laughs> it's in those moments. Um, Are you wearing your blue dress? <laughs> did, uh, did Joe put sand on the, the, re- the red carpet? It's just like it just repeats itself over and over again. Um, well, she, it's not if she did. <laughs> Anywho. No one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, deep cuts, deep cuts. So, uh, Mike, uh, your thoughts? Uh, deep cuts, and there is blood coming out. We're past the metal models at this point of podcasting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with Jack. I had very low expectations coming to the show, just because if you're looking at the pedigree of post-Lost shows, and I don't just mean shows that involve Lost actors and or creators, but these shows that try to live in this genre 
of sci-fi pseudo mystery larger pictures everyone's trying to figure out what's going on there have been way more misses than there have been successes in that department and so i've sort of i guess ground down my dare start dissing the event (laughs) (laughs) i am promptly clicking not going to that event i am not in attendance of that event uh, so I, my optimism, I would say, was worn down to cautious at best. Like Josh said, I mean, it's a fantastic pedigree of people that were affiliated with the show. So I was, I was thinking, that, you know, if there's bad lines, at least there's going to be cool people saying those lines. And I have been completely blown away thus far. I think the lost connections are very interesting in that I do agree that I think there's a lot of similar philosophy and fan intake in the show in terms of really hyper analyzing every single shot to the point of where a couple weeks ago on this podcast, I created an entire theory out of the fact that there was one picture in the background of one scene uh which has (laughs) proven kind of false but kind of true at the same time but the thing that is so interesting about this show in comparison to lost is that i feel like lost rooted itself in its characters first and foremost and then built out the mysteries from there whereas westworld is almost doing the opposite it's saying this is the big world that we live in these are the mysteries that were existing under the giant umbrella then we're going to focus on the individual raindrops of who these characters are as a result i find that i'm not there, there aren't necessarily characters that I'm rooting for. There might be storylines or revelations that I'm rooting for above characters, but that's not a bad thing because I will say the two big things that the show has going for it so far are its world building and the performances. I feel like across the board, there is not a weak performance. There may be weak characters <laughs> whose names rhyme with me, Mizemore, but <laughs> I, I think that uh, the, the performances are all really... I mean, you just have to wrap your mind around the fact that, like, Sandy Newton, for example, in a scene where she's getting taken in by a technician and is being looked at, she's acting like a robot, but she's doing it so authentically that you could think she actually is a robot in that moment, which is scarily good and not a lot of actors can do that and the world building they really as i've said before on this podcast they took the skeleton of the movie and they really just built in an entire muscular system uh using that skeleton to really <laughs> to really just uh, stretch out what the movie offered us and really build upon it and so it's a much much deeper show than i initially anticipated but it allowed us to kind of marinate in that world and those characters for a few episodes before we really started getting answers. So I feel properly supped for a finale, uh, especially one that will hopefully provide a good amount of answers while still, of course, opening doors to more questions that will uh, pose a lot of different possibilities in the next five seasons, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, uh, bringing back to like the maybe the characters aren't as, as fully uh, painted or whatever. The uh, I think you mentioned Mike a couple podcasts ago um, about you know how uh, leftovers uh, you know especially season two is just an amazing uh, character story. So maybe like leftovers scratches that character uh, itch that we've had from Lost uh, in a really good way, and Westworld kind of takes that mystery side of things that that people loved about Lost and, and does it in a really good way. Um, and I don't think either way is, is necessarily wrong. Um, I, I think no. both are, are both are very good. And like season two of leftovers is just like blew me away. And I think the shame there is that like nobody watched it. Um, and it just had nowhere near the same, you know, uh, uh but that's viewership. okay because that means it's, it's ours. Jay. <laughs> you know, we get, to, we get to, to hold it near and dear to our hearts. It's very, you don't true. have to share. 
It is the kind of season that will be studied, though, in the future because it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait until Josh's hair cutter starts talking about leftover <laughs> season two. That's really going to be the watermark for when it's to the Well, they got to get to season two first. They're going to be all hung up. I'm like, who is this Holy Wayne guy? Why is he here? Why do they keep killing dogs? Who is that? Like I, I, I kind of want to meet Josh's haircutter now. Like, uh, is is he like a, a wise? Like, I just feel like this wise old man that's cut your hair for like thirty years. Um, it's pretty close. You're pretty. You're pretty close to to the truth. But if I say too much more, I'll identify the person, and I must protect. Bra- keep bragging head. about someone who cut your hair. That's great. Just keep bragging. <laughs> man in Jack is jealous. <laughs> exactly. You don't like Man and Jack when he's jealous. He starts slitting people's throats and stringing them up for blood. <laughs> um, yeah, if if you hear don't Mike throughout this podcast say "Help me" uh, to uh, Josh and Joe, um, you can see how that goes. Um, all right, uh, uh, my turn here. Um, yeah, uh, I really uh, once I saw the trailer, I was like, I, I want a podcast about this show. But even uh, with the trailer, like, I never expected it to. Um, be so tightly woven uh, of this kind of overarching story, this overarching mystery um, and these different layers to it. Uh, Like just the past couple episodes, especially were just like so satisfying, like just so um, engrossing and just like, uh, just like a a smile just continue to grow on my face as as things um, continue to unfold uh, uh, in front of me on the TV. Like it just, at no point, um, that I expect this show uh, to be that good because it's 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 really weird um, post loss and and uh, you know especially for three of us I know all of us here are lost fans um, you know lost was just such a uh, unique experience that was so engaging and so involved and so like way beyond just a TV show that like I'd, I'd never thought there would be something again that could like to have me so engrossed uh in the story and trying to figure out what's going on um and it's kind of like uh like you know you never think you'll fa- you'll fall in love again uh uh you know maybe after you, you you lose the love of your life or something like that um and 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 just discovering something <laughs> like that i guess it's really dark but um uh, but discovering that uh, again in a tv show um has just been this wondrous experience um and you know uh, podcasting about it uh with Jack and 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 mike um has been just like i just i feel like you know i'm 20 years old again um you know podcasting uh in in my in a bedroom in my parents house um with my dad who it was not almost 60 at the time um but just f- <laughs> go right back to that to that young kid that was uh, podcasting about this show um and that's special and I, i've really um enjoyed uh the season um and the series is is definitely uh, uh loved and excited to see uh where it's going to go from here you said you get a smile on your face when you're watching the the scenes is it when teddy dies <laughs> <laughs> well i was hoping he'd die more because we came up with this whole bit you know the the daddy teddy count and uh yeah it kind of stopped dying after the first i think, I think, I think we all collectively across two podcasts <laughs> jinxed that by being like oh this is gonna be a fun runner and then it just completely stopped <laughs> yeah, yeah let, let's I, stop killing teddy i think eight when aj mass was on our podcast i think he he came out with oh my god you killed teddy you <laughs> bastards and uh they have not killed teddy in every single episode so that has been that has been disappointing i think that that's probably my biggest letdown of westworld so far <laughs> well, we know mike's is uh least size more related so 
Yeah, just the general character of Lee Sizemore is my biggest letdown. <laughs> but I think uh, like if it's any consolation, I got to imagine that Lee Sizemore also feels really bad about himself. <laughs> yeah, I will. So with all. I will admit is like they are giving, you know, in the reality TV world, we refer to like the dodo edit of like right. really derpy <laughs> music in the background. Like Lee Sizemore is getting the dodo edit. But the fact that he still exists and he's such a little asshole still make, breeds a lot of contempt within me. <laughs> Any chance we can get the actor on the show? Oh, we got the podcast. Uh, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> um, See, I'm, st- I'm more anti Logan. I'm still waiting for someone to kill Logan. Logan. Yeah. Oh, I know, Jack. He's your favorite, right? I love Logan. Yeah, smart guy. He's, well, he's, he's like he's 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 Jack's cornerstone of his entire argument. So if he, <laughs> if he dies, then the whole thing dies. <laughs> this series could be over for me next week. <laughs> Jack's just like watching over Logan in a bed as doctors are trying to care for him. <laughs> Logan whispers, "Jack, open your eyes to other theories." <laughs> oh, Not dude, you're up. going down. Not giving up. Yeah, that that you know, but I think it it wouldn't be uh, Jack on a podcast if he didn't pick some weird, random, probably not even realistic thing to kind of hang his hat on, a la Rosa Bernard work for Dharma. Like it just it wouldn't be you know uh, Jack talking about a TV show. Like there was a hatch that was underwater. You got (laughs) just see it's it's, you've got one thing right in the history of your podcasting. That's all. That's all it takes. all it takes um, still hanging your fake hat on that huh exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um all right so uh it is now a uh, time to dig into uh what this podcast was for which is finale predictions were only uh well actually we're kind of still six days away five days away i can't do math somewhere around there uh from um the finale uh when you're listening to this it'll be just three days away from the finale um but doing our best to predict uh what is going to happen in the finale maybe what's going forward after that um and also we have a lot of uh, listener feedback as well uh trying to to do the same so uh, i'll kick it off here um my finale predictions are this um i don't think uh we've seen the last of bernard which is pretty obvious i mean that's not anything too crazy but um my thought is is that since mave uh is you know able to do what ford does um she's gonna somehow bring him back online uh, but it's not gonna happen until like the very end because we're gonna think bernard's dead like the whole time and you know uh, uh ford is gonna do his unveiling of um uh his new narrative and you know whatever horrible things happen because of that is gonna happen um and we're gonna maybe think all hope is lost um but then like the last scene we're gonna have uh bernard kind of come online um uh, as uh maybe a combo of bernard arnold um and kind of say some kind of one-liner uh that uh sets us up for hope for uh the hosts uh in the next season um i can't even think what the one-liner would be but just something that'd be like oh my god uh bernard's gonna like lead this revolt against ford bernard versus ford or arnold versus ford part 27 Um, i could totally imagine he gets risen up on the uh on the little bed and he comes to life and he says Time to go crash a Ford and then cut to black. <laughs> oh my god! Um, nice one. That's good. That's great. See, perfect. Um, so that's 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 my prediction because one, I just I love that character. Um, I I am totally. I've I've said it a few times on the season of the show before. I knew who Arnold was. I'm Team Arnold um, and hashtag Team Arnold and uh, really want to. Um, 
It seems like he's gone up against Ford either as Arnold or Bernard uh, many times and lost. I want to see him go up against Ford uh, and win. So that's where I see uh, the finale leaving us and setting us up for uh, future seasons. And I love the idea of like an actual Bernardold, like instead of just being like <laughs> mm-hmm. the word you use to talk about, you know, the fact that Bernard is based on Arnold and all of that theorizing, but like actually in this entity, like in this host, yeah. because we know that somehow, some way, like Arnold's instructions at the very least are kicking around throughout the hosts and maybe like even a more concrete form of Arnold consciousness could be out there. And for that to like get kind of imbued in Bernard and Bernard to like have access to all of that and to truly become like the second coming of Arnold would be pretty badass. I like that. I could totally see that playing out exactly as you described, especially with Mike's one liner included. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's really solid. I didn't, I didn't want to tell you guys beforehand, but I am actually Jonathan Nolan. This is probably something I should have revealed at the very beginning, but yeah, I just, I just, gave you a little sneak peek of the last line of the season. Wow. Um, so you were just pretending to be wrong with all those other theories. Yes, otherwise I'd be quite the person of interest, wouldn't I? Oh, damn. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. You're a dark night, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we, I'm done talking about the dark night in connection to Westworld. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going there anymore. I triggered you. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Too um, much. Get me out of the car. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh, it's your turn. Um, I mean, like, the easy thing to say would be, like, we're going to get the William is the man in black reveal. Like, sure, I, yeah. like you know, a bit, take, take your bet on, like, if you're if you're on board with that one. Like, that's the other massive theory that has been around since pretty much the beginning of the show that hasn't been explicitly confirmed. Like, I think that, the, that Bernard is a host and then Bernard is based on Arnold and William is the man in black. Those were, like, the three all season long that I felt like I was tracking that I think a lot of people were. And the William one, the William and the man in black thing hasn't come up up yet feels like it's gotta happen here in the finale uh if it's going to happen at all and i think if it doesn't happen i think that you're gonna see like a bunch of people be upset about that as well uh so it's it, we'll see i i'm very curious to how that all plays out i'm really on board with the idea i'm sure that you guys have talked about it a ton here on your podcast joe and i have talked about it ad nauseum about all of the reasons and all of the signs that are pointing to this thing paying off I really think it is going to pay off, and I think it'll be a cool moment when it happens. So do you think it's going to pay off in the finale, though? Because I agree. I think that it's a foregone conclusion. But I guess the question is, they're plotting out for a long game. Do you think it's a reveal that they would make in the season finale? Or do you think it's something that they would hold out for another reveal in subsequent seasons? Man, I would. I really hope that, the, that it's in the finale. Because uh, if it is real, if it is legit, and then it, were, it was held off until later on down the line, even like, you know, mid-season two, if that's where they have it plotted, uh, I feel like people are really going to sweat that out. And I think that that's going to be really frustrating. I think that season one is poised. And so far, based on what we've seen, it answers a lot of the questions it asks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of like, especially like a lot of the character based questions have gotten answers. Like we totally get the extent of the Maeve flashback now. Like we know why the man in black was there. Like a lot of the character based mystery has been answered on the show. And I think you can only call Ed Harris, the man in black for so long, you know? And I, and I think to have, and if William is, you know, barreling toward this destiny of one day becoming that guy, then how else to, you know, have like a satisfying character arc for that character without actually connecting it this season? So I think if it's a, I think if it's a real thing and I feel really good about it, 
uh, I think that it has to come up in the finale. I'd be really, really surprised if it did. What if it was, uh, what if it's almost the opposite of that? What if it was a bait and switch where they set us up to think it was going to be that and it's, and I'm not going to say it's going to be Logan, but it's something completely different. Would, <laughs> would people, would people be rioting in the streets? Would they be really ticked off if they <laughs> kind of just did the old 180 and like, gotcha. I think it totally depends on what the 180 would be. Like, if it is just that Logan is the man in black, I'm going to be annoyed. I'm not going to like that. I like Ben Barnes looks nothing like Ed Harris, and you could, you know, you could. Argue, he looks a lot like Rodrigo Santoro, but not Ed Harris. <laughs> yes, yes. So like, there's just no way that I I cannot see that guy becoming Ed Harris one day. Uh, it's just it's not it's not in my mind's eye. I feel like I have a pretty creative mind. Um, I think I think that it could work depending on what the answer actually was. And like if it was the kind of thing that really made you want to go back and rewatch the show, hey, better better to you. You know, tip of the hat to Jonah Nolan and Lisa Joy for pulling that off. Um but I think that one of the joys of Westworld for me has been that they they do lob these, you know, questions up in the air. They plant a lot of tiny little flags all the way leading toward the answer and if you're looking close enough, you can see the path. And you get there, and then it's really cool when the show catches up with you there. Like, I think that seeing the, the whole sequence where it's revealed that Bernard was a host didn't lose any impact for me, even though Joe and I had been talking about that possibility for weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. It was such a cool scene and such a cool moment that I think that that's been one of the strengths of the show is that it really has been fulfilling a lot of the expectations and doing it in very cool stylish ways but if they can come up with something that's totally different from what people have been sussing out and it you know adds up if the math adds up when you go back and you look at the story then that's great too it's just it all depends on what the landing would be. well yeah and it's it's a good thing to say like the, if the math adds up because i it's what's really cool is people like people's theories uh have come true because you know they they haven't you know done any cheap they haven't pulled any m night Shyamalan style tricks uh you know where where the reveals or twists haven't been earned um it, they've all been very carefully plotted and, and and uh placed throughout the entirety of the series so far um so that when the reveals happen, it's like oh that's awesome and it makes sense um do you think uh, eventually they'll have to have some kind of twist that's outside of it because it might start to get too predictable in its twists um or uh is that really just for uh, the people that listen to uh 28 westworld podcasts a week and check the red and all that kind of stuff um you know is or is it just completely two different shows to where they can kind of keep um what i think is fantastic storytelling um uh without having to start pulling uh, cheap stunts uh like you know uh tease a, a major character and finally show the character um and kind of cut before you actually see who that character kills and then wait a whole season before you get to it like before getting like cheap stunts like that um right. do, do you think we can continue uh the way it's been going I think it's a hard uh, storytelling model to sustain because of the way that people watch shows now uh, and that there is this audience that uh, listens to probably at least like 23 of the 28 Westworld podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they can't go the full distance, they at least get to a lost number. Uh, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. And I think that people did, you know, I think people have cracked a few of the, a few of the questions here much earlier than the writers probably anticipated. But Westworld is 
far from unique in having that happen to it, sure. uh, even this year, uh, without naming names of shows because of spoilers and all of that. But there's another show that is near and dear to my heart that I podcast about <laughs> that had like a, a halfway through the season, everything kind of flips on its head. And it's a great moment and it's really, really awesome. But a lot of people figured out what that was going to be as soon as the first episode of the season. Uh, and for me, I thought that was neat. I felt like I was on the inside of something. Uh, but for a lot of people, that really repelled them to know that. And I, I wonder if it's the same here with Westworld with certain people. I know that for some people it can be a little polarizing. For the most part, I think uh, the people that Joe and I have been uh, in, interacting with on our podcast really like that kind of thing. Um, but what's what's really interesting to me is what the showrunner of that aforementioned unidentified show uh, that may or may not also be about robots, at least in name, uh, that the that the showrunner there was asked about this in an interview with Vulture. I think it was with Vulture where he talked about how, um, you know, would he do this kind of storytelling again, even though like the Reddit detectives got there first. Uh, and and he was basically like. Yeah, you know, I probably would because uh, it's, the, it's the way that I like to tell stories. And if you get there, that's great. And it means that we're setting things up that you can see. And that means, you know, our work is paying off. Um, and I wonder how Jonah Nolan and Lisa Joy feel about that. They're not, you know, without Internet connections. They are yes. not, you know, they can, they can cut themselves away from Westworld commentary as much as they, as much as they want. They're going to hear some stuff. And they certainly know that a lot of these theories have been out there. Jonah Nolan even like posting on Reddit. So confirmed that he is reading the theories and he knows what people are thinking. And I wonder what their philosophy on it is like, should we, does this affect the way that they want to tell stories? Do they like that people caught on? I think that that's going to be an interesting question to see, you know, what their answer to that is. And I think that that would be really instructive of Westworld going forward. I do think it's a hard storytelling model to sustain for a long time. I mean, mean, I'm inclined to think so. I mean, let's go back to what Joe said Lisa Joy told her, which was you're the perfect demographic for this type of show. Like you said, I think them appearing on reddit with that other showrunner who must not be named uh shows that these are we're now i think we're now living in a tv community where people are really embracing the hyperactive fan community and i think what we might not see are are people necessarily straying or showrunners necessarily straying away from storylines but almost creating a bunch of red herrings for us now that they realize okay we were a little nervous about the first season that we were sort of, you know, building a crowd. We weren't sure exactly how much we wanted to throw out there. Now that we have took the bait, metaphorically speaking, they're probably going to throw out a bunch more false lures now to be like, oh, you thought this was going on. Well, this was going on now. So I guess to answer Jay's question before about, you know, will we see more M. Night Shyamalan unexpected twists coming about? I'm inclined to say yes from a storytelling perspective in that I think now that they know they have us, they can, for lack of a better term, F with us more. They can say, all right, you guys, you guys are already bond to this show. Great. We have, we already know what we're going to do, but we're going to throw in a bunch of twist turns to really warp your minds and modify the way you think about the show, which you could argue is what they did in that second season of that show you were speaking about, Josh. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, uh, it, but do we, do we want them to do that? I'm going to say, I don't, I don't think they have to, you don't have to go, you don't have to pull the cheap parlor tricks. That would be my thought. Um, Mike, I think it's your turn for your finale prediction. Okay, so I'll do two of them. One's more of a broader theme and one's more of a narrow theme. Because that way uh, I can guarantee uh, maybe I get one right. And that's pretty good hit ratio (laughs) in my book. Um, The wide-reaching prediction that I have is 
for you preview phobes, tune out for the next like minute. But at the end of the preview for the finale, what quote did we have ruminating over that black screen? These violent delights have violent ends. I think we've got to have a violent end of the season. My prediction is that we have at least one more human character die. Someone is going to be joining Teresa and Elsie down the slippery crevasse uh, and end up <laughs> dead at the end of the season. I don't know who it might be. I mean, we ha- we have Stubbs, we have Ford, we have Lee, we have Charlotte. You obviously know there's one that I'm really prepping above the others, but I think that we still might not count out Ford as someone who's going to die. I know that we've talked on the podcast about how we think Ford and the might only last one season, the meta aspect, obviously of like, how do you get such a big get as Anthony Hopkins? And, yeah, totally. You know, commit him to more than 10 episodes this would be a great way to say and i know josh you and i have had this conversation in person of oh yeah we'll just go to you with a deal to do 10 episodes you're one and done you'll have fun doing it so i think he's not out of the question but i think having another character die right at the end of the season is sort of like that sucker punch right at the end that they can show of you know remember what the show can do no one is really safe we'll see you in 2018 uh the more narrow uh, prediction i make is a little more out there but my mind is stuck on this Ghost Nation stub scene that we got in the last episode. And I feel like they wouldn't have shown that if they weren't going to mention it at least once in the finale. And the Ghost Nation has been, for lack of a better term, ghosts this entire season, uh, sort of in the peripheral the entire time. We talked a little bit about them sort of believing in these shadows, the the Westworld workers in their big hazmat suits that came in and worked at night. But otherwise, we really don't know too much about them. They're sort of like vigilantes and not in the confederado sense. So I'd like to believe that we focus on something with the Ghost Nation in this finale and it's completely it's a game changer. It completely changes the role within the world. I'm not going to be so bold as to predict what that may be, but something tells me the Ghost Nation has a larger role in all of this than we initially thought. Ooh, nice. That'd be a cool. I one. like that. I'm, the character design on the Ghost Nation is so cool. So I just I love it whenever they pop up. Uh, so I'd be I'd be really down to see them. Maybe working for Ford could be cool, uh, or if they're somehow tied to the whole Wyatt thing. I think there's a lot of cool ways that it could go. We're, I'm just I want to know what's happened to Stubbs. You know what what do these what do these guys want with Stubbs? <laughs> Poor Stubbs. Well, uh, or or, or they like, wrap him and they're like, can you introduce us to your brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Triple H, the third Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Lowercase H. <Ow. laughs> well, I, I believe it's my turn, and I have uh, Stubbs as part of one of my theories, oh, if okay. you'll allow me to go and okay. ramble on. I'm, oh, two out of five of us, 40% of us on this panel have theories about Stubbs. That is a <laughs> remarkably high ratio compared to, I think, the rest of the family. I'm community. pretty sure Luke Hemsworth is listening right now to see if there's any mentions of Stubbs. So he's, he's going he's to be really excited. They're podcasting about me. Oh my God. <laughs> you named a Hemsworth Ashley. He deserves theories. <laughs> Okay, uh, bear with me because I am a huge fan of um, out there theories, as many of you who read my lost blog might be aware. And those who haven't, hello. Here goes. Charlotte. Charlotte is Arnold's daughter. Charlie. Charlotte. Charlie. Charlotte. Charlie. Charlie was a fake oh. memory implanted by mm. Ford to make him think he had a son when actually he, our real Arnold, had a daughter. And it's Charlotte. And Ooh. she is working with the man in black. He has free reign on the park and he wants to get to the center of the maze. She's working with the man in black to oust Ford and take over with all new narratives, get rid of the old in with the new. Does, Ford, of- does Ford know that uh, Charlotte's his daughter? No. I mean, that Arnold? No? Okay. I don't think so. Oh, that's, man. That's, again, I don't have anything to back this up, but that's just how I roll. Um, no, that's awesome. I also believe, yeah, I mean, who knows? 
I also believe that Teddy is Wyatt. I have always believed this. Um, the fact that his memories and his reveries have been, he's been waking up and having his flash sideways come alive and realize <laughs> that he's the one shooting people up. I think he's going to be Wyatt. I think that uh, he's not going to be, uh, I think he'll be on next season. I think that the major character death will be forward. I mean, I'd like to think that they can afford Anthony Hopkins for another season that he would want to do it. And I don't want to see Hannibal Lecter go, but I feel like his death might help introduce a second season and a new. Uh, it's like building Star Wars land at, at Disneyland. They have to make room, man, for the new. Um, <laughs> so uh, in similarly veined uh, rabbit holes, I would just like to say that I don't think Elsie's dead. I don't think Stubbs is dead. They were both taken, but they weren't shown to be dead. And I don't think this show would waste them in that way, which is like, oh, they were captured. Um, I don't think they're unscathed, but I think that the uh, Ghost Nation people were reprogrammed by Maeve. And Maeve isn't just recruiting an army of hosts. She's recruiting an army of humans um, to take over the world. Whether or not she's working in cahoots with uh, Charlotte, who may or may not be aware of her, I haven't quite uh, threaded that needle. But I think that the, the two big reveals in the finale of Westworld season one will be Charlotte is Arnold's daughter working with the man in black. I, and I like Maeve, that one. And Maeve is recruiting an army of many, many types of people. Ooh, that's awesome. And also, uh, I, I, like the Char- I like the Charlotte one. Um, but also I feel like uh, given a uh, Wiggler's uh, uh, skills, uh, there should be a parody song of seven nation army with ghost nation army. <laughs> Uh, uh, that, that should be coming out. Well, it is, be... it is the white stripes, white, and that's basically how, Ooh, what their makeup yeah. is. So. See? Oh, my God. There has right. to be a Tom Cruise reference in there. Just for you, Jay, I'll talk to Wanda and see what I can cook Awesome. Up. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Joe brings up a great point about the Wyatt thing, and I think I don't even know if we, were mentioned, uh, we mentioned it on this our, our recap podcast uh, from this week, but Wyatt, we, we, we found out who Arnold is, but Wyatt is still one of those I guess ghost characters who we saw like a visage of him in that cornerstone memory that turned out not to be true of Teddy. So yeah, he's, he's still another person that we really don't know about. So I could definitely see Teddy being Wyatt as well. I think it's a very credible theory. Thank you, Mike and Bloom. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I can only speak so much before I bleed out after Jack has me strung up here on this tree. (laughs) And, And by the way, the event is that Lawrence is now on this show. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, connecting Clifton the event. Collins, man. He was on that show. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. It was underrated. Underrated show, the event. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, you also had... No, uh, no, what? no, no it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably perfectly rated. <laughs> it, was, you know, it was probably rated exactly where it, it really needed. I, I was it, praying for it to get canceled so I could stop watching it. <laughs> oh, man. It's like Flash Forward. It had, a really, it had really good intentions, but coming out so quickly after Lost and then... It, no, no, no. Flash somewhere, forward, somewhere out there, no, Blair flash Underwood the second podcast and a single tear is rolling down. When, the when flash Blair, forward, Blair Underwood did that show where he played wheelchair detective. I think he's got a lot more problems. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the name of the show now, so I feel horrible calling it wheelchair detective. Was it, wasn't it Ironside? It was Ironside. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh. No, but I, flash forward when it came back from its break, picked it picked up steam. But just unfortunately, it was a little too late. Yeah, right. No, so even getting Charlie on there, Charlie Pace didn't help. No, it didn't. Well, because they didn't really, they they didn't really get into him till the end, or the second half yeah. of the season. They got his backstory, I think. Yeah. Well, they finally started developing the characters, which they didn't do the first half. But uh, 
Okay. Anyways, uh, Jack, uh, you are uh, last uh, on this. Uh, well, I'm last. And yeah. so uh, I'll just start up by saying I've been compared to the captain of the Titanic. So <laughs> I, I, I will say I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say we find out that William is not man in black. I'm the one guy out there. And how many people watch Westworld each week? Uh, I'm the one lot. person. I'm the one person who's going to say he's not man in black. And we will find that out. Nice. I, I am going to go with the whole Ford dying thing, but I, I'm going to do a little twist. I, we'll be led to believe he died. We won't know until next season if he died or not. Oh, is it going to be like Siler where he hangs down to a manhole cover that's, that's, and there's blood leading uh, out of it? Look, I'd rather, I'd, rather talk, I'd rather talk about the event. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and my third prediction is we will see Logan's sister, uh, William's fiance on this episode yeah that was so crazy with the photo uh i mean that was that was a great moment i mean that you know for for me joe we talked about this a lot last night that that really connects the whole like there's a few different points in time that we're watching oh yeah yeah. for sure unless the only thing that joe and i came up with is like unless that picture of the girl in times square william's future fiance like she's just like the most popular person in the universe (laughs) and everyone's got that photo she's like she's like the the photo that you get when you buy a picture frame and it's the stock photo in there (laughs) it's like when you write yeah it's like when you write them a fan letter and like it's a really heartfelt fan letter and you put a lot into it and you really really poured a lot of your heart and soul into it and you like just get a picture back so you're saying logan doesn't have a sister right yeah listen (laughs) let's not rule out we cannot forget that charlotte my favorite charlotte hale head of hq went and reactivated none other than dad bernathy dolores's dad i call him dad bernathy because it's fun he (laughs) was triggered by that very photo in the first episode so you have to ask why i also don't think it's coincidence that dad bernathy looks exactly like ed harris i think that you know when they make hosts in their likeness there's a specific reason that ford created abernathy to look like the man in black at this age Hmm. Uh, keep that in mind it's 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 there's definitely like yeah why would is is just i think jack was saying like like, why would just a random picture make him glitch like that there has to be something more. So it'd be really cool if, if, if that played out um, or we got to see that play out on the, on the finale episode. Um, and, you know, it's people talking about like, you know, another human dying and it got me thinking like, is there any humans we would actually care if they died or not? Like cared about them as a, as a person like, Oh, I don't want them to die. Like, is there any characters that we would actually care if they died? Logan, Elsie, uh, I, <laughs> I would cry if Logan died. Oh my god. Oh, come no. on. I would be sad. I would be sad because Ben Barnes has been such like a fantastic obnoxious force. Like Absolutely. He's just been so fun to watch because he's like, you know, he's like a he's like Westworld's Ramsey Bolton or Joffrey, you know? <laughs> like he's like <laughs> punk that like you just like want to smack in the face oh, like over that, and over again no i i completely agree i mean i mean a couple podcasts ago i said that if we're talking about villains in westworld uh logan is the yzma and lee sizemore is the cronk so if we lose the yzma anytime <laughs> yeah. soon that's that's not that's not good for, and i loved logan this past episode logan this past episode was just a fantastic heel i felt his presence sorely missed the past couple episodes i know that might be a little bit of a hot take but i feel like if we're tracking william's possible progress into breaking bad and becoming the man in black that logan kind of needs to be there to push him off the metaphoric ledge there is one character human character that i wouldn't want to die and this may sound a little odd but 
I don't want Charlotte to die. And maybe hmm. it's just because she has a connection to the man in black and the man in black mystery has been dangling over our heads for nine hours at this point that if the one connection we get back to his past then gets cut, that eliminates any possibility of us finding about finding out about his past anytime soon. Plus you'd have this weird little uh, jinx where the board members are all getting killed, which would be a little strange. Joe is alluding to the fact that there might be a larger history with her. So I feel like Charlotte is enough of a a factor at this point in terms of the major theories to keep her in contention. And if she dies, then that might change the game a bit. It would also suck to lose Tessa Thompson. She's such a good actor. You know, she does a really good job of that character. I thought that that was a really savvy kind of outside the box character choice to have like the head of the board be like this really young woman. I feel like it's just like not a character you see a ton of on TV. So I'd love, I would love to see her in the mix for a little while. I think that just as you lost Teresa, you gained Charlotte and I wouldn't necessarily call it an upgrade. I thought Teresa was a really good character too, but it's good to have this force on the show. And I think that since she's only been here for what, like four or five episodes at this point, it would, it would be a shame to lose her now. I think it'd be too soon. But now that I've heard you guys talking a little bit more about it and I'm marinating on my theory that Charlotte is Arnold's daughter, that uh, Ford must know that and know that she's on the board and assume they're on the same side. But I think that she's just going behind his back to uh, basically F him um, in the end. And so <laughs> I kind of like the that. end. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Let's that. <laughs> I, don't know oh, if Hop- I don't know if Anthony Hopkins would have signed up for that. <laughs> Let's scooby do that. OK, in the end of this season, I think that Charlotte might double cross Ford. That sounds way cleaner. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> now, I would just like to say that my choice for human that I would like to live is Elsie. And I think it's because she has zero Fs to give. She has been consistent. Um, she's been a little bit angry and a little bit like uh, detective work. And I just I feel like she's she is the one of the not a millennial, because I think she's probably a little bit older than that of HQ. But she's someone who works for Delos that I just I've been actually rooting for. Um, and I think Shannon Woodward is doing a really good job. So. I'd like to think they didn't just kill her off off screen and that there's more to her. Yeah. Are you are you guys really in on Elsie being dead? Because when Joe and I were talking it through, I think both of us came to the conclusion like she's got to still be out there. They would have had a, you know, a more drawn out death scene than that. Do you think that she's gone? I, it's it's an interesting question because you have to wonder about what her function was for those first six episodes, which was her kind of filling this Harriet the Spy role where she was kind of snooping out everything that was going on with the Stray and Teresa's uh, eventual betrayal of Ford. But then now that those have been kind of been found out, does Elsie kind of serve a purpose? And that's the bigger question. I think I brought up in a previous podcast that it would have been interesting to see a post post recognition Bernard interacting with Elsie, considering how much Elsie really confided in Bernard and we're sort of robbed of that opportunity. I would love to see her back. I mean, she's got to have at least like three more jokes about coding in there, considering how much she <laughs> gets to fire him off like a whip. Um, but you have to wonder if she does come back, what's her purpose going to be? Because it feels like everything else in the corporation is moving on without her at this point. Does she have a part in that storyline moving forward? Is she even human? Go. Let's talk about yeah. that. That's oh, very God. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody <laughs> is human. Everyone. She, listen, in an early episode, Stubbs and um, Shannon Woodward, Stubbs and Elsie in the uh, elevator, which, you know, they weren't taking the stairs. They were taking the elevator, much to Josh's chagrin. Um, they were joking <laughs> about what's in their own code. 
And I thought that sort of stuck with me. And the fact that those two were taken at the end by the Ghost Nation is, is significant to me. So, you know, listen, Bernardo happened. Who the hell knows <laughs> who is real and who isn't? Yeah, it's true. It, it, it's it's very true and um and I, I agree like elsie's a really fun character would hate to see her go um and the fact they didn't show her us i yes. mean show her being strangleholded but it could be like a sleeper a sleeper hold um choco <laughs> it's just like it, 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 we we don't know if she's dead yet and if they haven't shown it uh we we cannot say uh, it for a fact has happened so so this I is this is elsie is schrodinger's cat in this instance <laughs> <laughs> Nice one. I, I hope she's alive, but I think she's the kind of character, like you said, she was, you know, she was snooping where she didn't belong. And I mean, who, who, she was probably deserved to die as far as the show goes. Dang. Oh, wow. That was so hard. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying as, as far as the show goes, if you're putting your nose where it doesn't belong and people are dying, getting killed off. Yeah. You're, yeah, just, the, putting a, you're just putting a big target on your back. You the, just love being that guy. The the theory that, that Joe and I batted around on our podcast this week a little bit was we know, like, we got the full backstory, or not the full backstory, but we got, like, a good chunk of backstory from the Man in Black a couple episodes ago where he talks about how he's a titan of industry, a god of sorts outside of the park, he's a philanthropist, he's a family man, he had a wife who committed suicide, and a daughter who blamed the Man in Black for his wife's death. And so immediately your lost brain starts thinking like, okay, so who's the man in black's daughter? Uh, And Joe and I talked about the possibility that the man in black's daughter could be Elsie. I like like that. And that Elsie being like nabbed, Elsie being taken away by Bernard, as we saw him do the the chokehold on her, that that could be Elsie being taken to whatever Ford's like grand finale is that he clearly knows that the man in black is headed toward. Uh, and it would be like that kind of like, I don't know. Uh, the first thing that came to mind is the end of Batman Forever when the Riddler has. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Robin, Nicole Kidman. And, yeah, yeah, Nicole Kidman and the other thing. And it's, uh, pick Elsie or Stubbs, Man in Black. And Stubbs like, oh, come on. I don't have a chance here. Uh, so I don't know how it would play out. but if it, that would, that Or, would, or like, maybe referring to your uh, much maligned Dark Knight, Josh. You could be like, okay, Stubbs is in one warehouse. Elsie is in the other one. <laughs> The Batman movies just repeating the same trick. Oh my God. What I find interesting is that very few of our finale predictions have anything to do with Dolores, who is the original host, who's Ford's baby, so to speak. And so, you know, you have to question who she was based on. And if, well, I mean, that's you, that could definitely be a possibility. But what if it, what if she's based on William's fiance? Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I could be. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying, there yeah, are so stick, many I'm possibilities. There, there is, I'm also, go ahead. I'm also convinced that there's familial, obviously, connections going on there, and that the reason the man in black is obsessed with his last go-around and finding the maze after spending 30 years in the park is that he's fatally ill, and that, that he's dying, and this is his last thing he's going to do. Well, I mean, he did reference, I think it was a couple episodes with Teddy, he's like, you're wasting time I don't have. It's a right. very, it's an interesting quote uh, to say if he isn't, you know, running out of time in some form or fashion. So, um, very good call out. Um, all right, well, those are our finale predictions. It's now time to get into what uh, you, the listener, has to say uh, for how you think this finale is going to go and more. Uh, so, let's go into the listener feedback section. Listener feedback. 
Yeah. All right, listener feedback time. Let's jump into the email. Uh, we got the uh, first one here. Hello, Jay, Jack, Mike, Josh, Joe, and listeners. Uh, I've had a lot of fun writing in, listening to both recaps throughout the season. I've loved being right, and I loved being wrong, along with all of you. In the spirit of friendly competition between uh, two of my favorite podcasts, I have a proposal. Or bet, if you will. Uh, don't worry, Jack. No negative points will be awarded if you lose this one. Um, uh, post-show recaps is a long history at the beginning of the season and before the season finale of doing a death draft for the show. I'd like each show's host to pick a team of three characters they most want to live through the finale and three they most think will die. We kind of did that a little bit. But uh, the stakes of the game I propose are this. If Jay, Jack, and Mike win, uh, Jay and Jack have to come on uh, post-show recaps and do an episode of Lost Lives and uh, pitch their own take on Lost uh, 2, uh, the oh, reboot yes. of Lost that uh, <laughs> that all feel is inevitable. If uh, Joe and Josh win, uh, they get to take over an episode of Lost with Jay and Jack and do whatever they want. Um, wait, what, wait, so I have, I have no part in this stake whatsoever? <laughs> this is what Sorry? I get for being a servant to two masters. By Mike, Mike, Mike you, drew, you drew the white rock and yeah. you, get to choose, you get to just party with the winning team. That's oh. true, yeah. You're get, David, you're David from clients. Survivor. Yes, exactly, Jack. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting really emotional here, guys. It's just in my life, I never really have these opportunities. So. <laughs> you know what? You're Mike, uniquely move, you're miraculously perfect. special. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, uh, thanks for all the hard work and crazy theories from all of you this season look forward to hearing so much uh, more to come Fitzy Brendan if you decide to use this feel free to change the live and die draft to favorite theories debunked or confirmed uh, in the finale draft uh, so what do you guys want to do the, the classic uh, live or die draft or the uh, favorite theories debunked or confirmed in the finale draft I say oh, live we would have to call it a, a live together and die alone draft <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> That would be the the first place we would start. Uh, yeah, well, how should we do this? I mean, Joe and I actually we already drafted people who yeah. we think will die this season. Uh, so we've got we've got that on the record, but we don't have anyone like who do we think like guaranteed would survive? Though I feel like the field's pretty wide. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like, think like a, the- a theories draft could be fun, right? <sighs> um. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so five of us snake draft. Um, I'll, uh, I'll try to, I'll try to take notes, uh, on that. Um, all right. So, uh, do we want to do, do we want to do the theories, uh, snake draft? Yeah, let's do, let's do a theories snake draft. And, you know, if, uh, if Joe and I have more theories that are right than you guys have, uh, then we will, then we will be the champions. But you guys are welcome to do Lost 2 with me whenever you want, no matter what. I would really like you to do that. And Mike, this is where Jack's going to screw us over because he's going to pick for our team. Oh, yeah, Logan is the man in black, which is not <laughs> happening, Jack. It's not happening. You're going to screw us. You win no, but- but what do you care? You win no matter what. That's true. I'm really agnostic to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess to make it a little bit easier, let's make it a podcast uh, draft. So it's not like all like each individual person make a draft. Like we as a team uh, oh, make that, our picks. I get, so I get screwed right away. Well, it just it, it helps it, it helps balance out Jack's uh, crack pottiness uh, for the team. Um, so <laughs> Jack's a wash. Um, uh, so, uh, who, who wants to go is a snake draft so that, uh, if I, if I understand snake drafts, correct, whoever goes first, the next person would go twice in a row, uh, 
Uh, is that right? Is that the? That's right. That's okay. correct. Um, I feel very strongly. Yeah, I'd like Josh, to go first. Josh knows the most about sports out of all of us. Of course, <laughs> shocking development. Probably not true. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, who wa- who wants to go first? Uh, and actually, what's that? Joe, you want to go Joe first? Does. All right, so uh, Joe and Josh, your team uh, will go first. But actually, Joe, you're used to, to playing this game, Josh, so I'll, I'll let you kind of uh, take the reins here. All right, well, all right, so Joe, that means you and I, we've got the first pick, so we've got to put our heads together and come to some consensus over what the first pick on the board is going to be. I mean, I feel very strongly about Charlotte as Arnold's daughter, Charlotte I feel, Charlie. I feel like that's good, but as the first pick off the board when William is the man in black is <laughs> out there, that's like the, that's the clear number one. <laughs> all right, I fine. think we've got to take it. It's a guaranteed point. I feel like it's a guaranteed point. It's a big theory. I think we're going to get it, so let's if go with that a, if, off the bat. All right, but if it's a misdirect, you owe me a beer. I will get you three beers. Okay, perfect. Okay, so that that's our first our first one off the board. William is the man in black. All right, so should, should, all right, so should we take Charlotte as Arnold? I think yeah. so. I think so. Yeah. Are you allowed to? I feel like such an asshole doing that poaching your <laughs> oh. theories. But I think it's I fair. Really bad. I, I think it's. I, I may not sleep I tonight. I wanted that one. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I had no idea how brutal this podcast was, Joe. I'm so sorry. I just, I just <laughs> walked us into the red wedding of podcasts. <laughs> oh, no, let's not speak that. No, actually, I feel like I don't know. I, I don't uh, think it's I, a bad I, thing. I, I vote we take it. This is this is for all the marbles. This is war. This is you can, wow. There's no rules. Well, okay, okay, okay. I think it's taking the white hat in this scenario. If okay. you guys want to take the black hats, you go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, they, uh, I'm a Logan fan, so I say we. Take Take it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's 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 pause it. Like I think uh, Joe and Josh, they picked the easiest one. They picked uh, as the first pick of the draft. They did a good job. Is there another one that's low hanging fruit that we know will probably happen? Anything like that? We have to we have to take two. We have two choices. We right? ate two in a row. Yeah, but who would? Yeah, who would be? What would be our pick here? Should we count? Should we count multiple timelines as a theory? Getting confirmed? Yes. Because I mean, well, I mean, essentially, has, has it not already been confirmed that we like know that there are at least a few points in time already in play? I mean, yeah. at least the Arnold thing already confirms that. I mean, it would make it a wash at least because if your theory gets confirmed, then that essentially confirms the multiple timelines theory as well. Right. So would we get double points? If so, I'm up for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can't make up on the. <laughs> How about Lee Sizemore dies in this episode? Ooh, I want you to take that, and I want you to be right. I, I mean, I really want it to be right as well, but I don't think it's happening, no. unfortunately. He's, well, on a sui- he's on a suicide mission. He's got the purple edit for the past few episodes. They're not going to bring him out for his boot at the very last minute. He had a visibility spike in episode. Well, actually, do, do we want to say do we want to say Ford <laughs> dies? Are we are we fair? Is that a, is that do we think that's going to happen more than I, th- I think there's a, I think there's a good chance that will happen. Yeah, I think so. Too. Do we so do we want to take Ford dies with second pick? Let's let's let's, let's take it. Okay, yeah, Ford dies. Now we've got another pick. Yeah, what do we do? Do we do we want to do something about the maze? Ooh, I don't think we're going to find out. You really? We're going to find out about the maze, or did nice. we not already kind of find out? Like. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to find out for sure. Well, I, I guess, like, the the one thing that you could think about is, like, should we pick Dolores as the maze or Maeve as the maze? I think there's been a big theory. You guys on your podcast have talked about the maves uh, of it all. <laughs> this idea that there's uh, that the maze is actually inside a person rather than an actual concept or location. So we could go down that road if we want to. Do we just want to go, like, really, really easy that the maze is revealed? Like, like try and, like, you know, cover... Uh, hedge our bets here. Just the what are they going to have next season if they reveal everything? More stories, man. You didn't know. Westeros they were have this season. <laughs> um, 
So what do we think? A maze reveal? Jack, what do you think about that? I disagree with it. My you, dear you for it. deciding vote. I'm the deciding vote. Yep. All right. Well, since we haven't even talked about the maze, this podcast, I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Let's keep it. It's one of the biggest questions. It's a gamble, but let's let's go with it. I say. All right. Maze I think it's a good bet. I think that's a good pick. Reveal. Okay. So back to team Josh and Joe. Okay, Joe. Crisis averted. I'm so so sorry. Make your pick. It's totally yours. <laughs> I was like, you know, what, you know what, Wiggler? You better back off because I am picking Charlotte. Is Charlie? Charlotte is Arnold's daughter. Okay, we got that. That's number. That's our. <laughs> The third, second. And you know uh, what? Props to Mike for being a gentleman. Yes, of course. I'm I'm totally the William of our team, I suppose. Well, he can't he can't lose. I mean, he's that's true. I'm, I guess I'm the Ford. I'm really just telling everyone <laughs> to stop and go at my leisure. It's your narrative. You, it's your storytelling. <sighs> All right. So so we are, we're doing three each. So this is our this is our last pick, Joe. Yep. Uh, I feel I feel like we would score points with Elsie is alive. Absolutely. Okay, Elsie is alive. Final pick for Team Josh and Joe. Joe, 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 right. Joe. We should go. Elsie's dead. If we if we don't see her, we win, right? Uh, uh, not necessarily. You have to see her dead, I guess, to have again, that confirmed. Schrodinger, Schrodinger's Elsie. <laughs> dead is dead. Um, I do like the theory that Elsie could be Man in Black's daughter. But would uh, that be confirmed in the finale? Yeah, it, it has to be able to be confirmed in the finale. Yeah, I guess. What about <laughs> something with with Dad Bernathy, as Joe calls him? We, we again, we saw them do something with him a couple of episodes ago. It looks like they're trying to send him out of the park with information to be used for some, for some sort of you know corporate espionage. Should we do something around that? Well, you know, you know, phone? Lee's not going to be successful with that. Like that's just going to blow up in his face. Yeah, potentially, literally. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> I think I think he's gonna die. Who Lee? Lee, I think he dies. Or, or can we say, uh, you know, the the plan to, uh, you know, smuggle out information through Abernathy backfires? Can that I think be Charlotte's it? just setting him up to die? I think she's she's as sick of him as we all are. Exactly. <laughs> Well, then, yeah, maybe we should go with, like, a communal theory that all five of us agree upon for our last pick, which would be we all hope that Lee dies. <laughs> yes. I I'm mean, on if board. You, if, you, if you wish hard enough, good things can happen. So uh, I, if we put all of our karma towards this, it might be possible. Um, so I, I, think, I think, you know, in honor of uh, Mike's hatred of Lee uh, Sizemore throughout the season, I feel like that's a good one to pick. Are you cool with that, Jack? I'm. 100% behind it. All right. The yes. death of Lee Sizemore. I am, I am rooting for none of these points more than this one. Going <laughs> so if none of these points get proven or correct, except for Lee Sizemore dying, Josh, you will still be satisfied with this finale. No, I won't be satisfied with the finale, but I'll be satisfied with the draft because I will feel like, you know, we kind of all did this together. We killed Lee Sizemore as a group effort. <laughs> And then, like, we're all kind of, like, sharing a secret, even though a lot of people are listening to it on a podcast. But and we are so culpable right now. <laughs> okay, while you guys were talking, I came up with another crazy theory for the finale. Can I just go there? Sure. Oh. Yeah. The reason that Abernathy, Dabernathy, looks like the man in black is that Charlotte activated him, took out his spine bomb, and sent him out in the real world as a doppelganger for the man in black to set something in motion. Mm. Dang. Ooh, so Dad Bernathy's going to be on the board? Dad Bernathy's going to be on the board. 
Wow. Mm, interesting. Hey, it's, there's no uh, Theory 2 crack potty. Until he sees William's fiance and starts freaking out again. Yeah. <laughs> or she's <laughs> the on the board. She's on the board, too. Um, but, uh, Fitzy, uh, Brandon, uh, great, uh, great, uh, feedback there. Great, uh, idea, um, for the show. All right. Uh, let's go to the next email here. Uh, Hey guys, it's been an excellent season of TV. Thank you so much for your podcast. It allows us fans to speculate and share our thoughts. My final two predictions. Uh, one, uh, for the first episode, it's been, uh, banged over our heads that Teddy is a loser. I'm calling it now. Teddy will remember all his suffering and will know that Ford is the cause of his suffering and will kill Ford. I don't know how satisfying this will be, but that's my prediction. Number two, the man in black, uh, said the maze showed itself to him and it will, uh, lead him to something true. I think he's wrong. The maze, uh, showed itself to Maeve, uh, since we're being led to believe that the hosts are gaining sentience. Uh, they all, then all the hosts, man in black killed to realize that he's done what he's done and kill him. Thanks. JD from NJ. Wow. I like it. Heavy, heavy theories. We would lose both Hopkins and Harris. That'd be such a double bummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you could, you could see it. Uh, both of those outcomes, like, you could totally see happening. Like, you could totally see Teddy, like, pulling the Vader to Ford's Palpatine and just, like, <laughs> tossing him into some sort of, like, gravity electric. No. Yeah. Uh, I love you, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> But they didn't, edit the, they didn't edit the no in to Teddy until uh, the DVD. <laughs> that happened later. Yeah, that's the uh, seventh yeah. special edition. No, Teddy, Teddy's gonna Teddy's gonna look at all the the ghosts of all the humans that have died. It's gonna be like Teresa, maybe Elsie, and then Hayden Christensen's just gonna appear right next to the Oh, oh, oh yub nub indeed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, deep, deep. That's a good nerd reference there. Nicely done. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, great, great theories, great uh, finale predictions. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Greetings to the podcast party. I bet others will think this, but uh, this Monday's email. Email from Aiden in the Westworld Online ARG says the whole Delos board of directors is coming to the new narrative celebration. Uh-oh. Sounds like a good opportunity for Ford to replace them all with hosts that can live out in the real world and that he can control. He must know they can want to vote him out. Maybe that is why he created the huge narrative in the first place, to get them there. Looking forward to all the wild prediction thoughts, and thanks so much for indulging us in the conversation all along. And turning uh, back like Columbo, one more thing. Uh, about how the members uh, may already be built and ready to go. Uh, the Delos Terms of Service say that DNA left by guests belongs to the park. Logan says early on that his sister visited the park and rode her share of cowboys. What if she was cloned into a host, say, Dolores's mother? Uh, that would cause Dad Dad Bernathy uh, to glitch uh, when he sees uh, the out-of-this-world picture of his wife. And in the story, it would get us ready for the fact that the board members' DNA was saved whenever they visited and was used the same way to prepare hosts of them. Crackpot! That was <laughs> jo- Joe, you had that theory the other night. I did. I did. I, I, I like love it. it. Well, we talked about a couple weeks ago saying we've never seen the mom. Yeah, yeah we, don't, we, don't, we don't know how he met her mother. <laughs> oh, that's boy. Not, we're, it's going to be a few finales from now before yeah, we that, get that. That's, that's the end goal of Westworld. They said, okay, we wrote the ending. It's going to be Dad Bernathy runs down to meet Logan's sister at her apartment with a blue French horn. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, How I Met Your West World Mother. I really like Neil Patrick Ed Harris on that show. <laughs> and they were all dead the whole time. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Um, but yes, uh, uh, Morgan, I, I, it'll be really cool if it was some maniacal uh, Ford overtaking the board if they're all there. It'll be very interesting if he does some type of, I know you're trying to oust me, um, vengeance play. That would be neat. That's sounded but the, but, just like Anthony Hopkins. But the thing is, and I, I feel like I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. I feel like Ford, Ford has had no opposition whatsoever. You might argue that from the, his sit down with the Man in Black, that the Man in Black is his quote unquote adversary. But the Man in Black's doing his own thing. Ford has been going around offing people, offing his own creations at his own will. If he does this as well, the board members were the only thing that really stood in his way. I guess the only thing to do would be the host actually turning on him. Otherwise, this guy has unmitigated power. Infinite cosmic powers. <laughs> Unlimited power. <laughs> Itty bitty corporate space. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, go to the next email here. Uh, several weeks ago, I offered my theory that Bernard was Arnold. Clearly, I was correct. Also, that there are two timelines at least, and that Logan is the man in black. Uh, I've changed my mind about the last one. I now think that uh, Jimmy is the man in black. I think Logan uh, is still a possibility, but a very small one. It, when he says Jimmy, does that mean Will? Billy? Yeah. I'm guessing. Um, That being said, uh, I'm now on board with a theory that uh, the historical Wyatt, uh, the person Teddy remembers as Wyatt, shooting up the town is in fact Dolores. Uh, And the Wyatt the others are waiting for in the hills is Dolores. And all of Wyatt's recruits are hosts that now have partial or full access to the memories and are acting independent of their programming. And when the true memory is revealed, we will see Dolores controlling Teddy and others like Maeve begin to control the other hosts. And when Wyatt shoots the general in Teddy's memory, it's actually Dolores pulling the trigger on Arnold. Although Logan failed and driving home the message that Dolores is just a robot and it's nothing but a game. I think Dolores will, uh, something happens in the next episode. I'm guessing that turns William even further into the man in black, assuming man in black isn't Logan. Something sours him on Dolores, possibly uh, a complete reboot, perhaps something else. Uh, crackpot theories. Elsie isn't dead, but was in fact kidnapped to work with the Wyatt host, uh, by Bernard who unknown to himself at any point, even during his basement, basement discussion with Ford has been, been a host to an alternative uh, Arnold personality. Uh, it's this Arnold personality that kidnapped Elsie and delivered her to Wyatt's, uh, to the Wyatt hosts. Even more crackpot. Ford knows this, this entire host rebellion, which will involve the deaths of real people, potentially even park guests, is Ford's new narrative. There's actually a lot of pointing to this. Ford's insistence on painful backstories, Ford's interest uh, in cornerstones, Ford's son interest in giving Teddy a background narrative uh, with names uh, staging uh, this new background narrative in a town where the uh, first major malfunction or host uprising happened, uh, the one that killed Arnold. So much of what Ford has said about narratives, about how they reveal... Um, about how stories are best if built around a kernel of truth or something to that effect points to this latest host rebellion uh, rebellion as being in fact something he is scripting i mean seriously he seems to know everything how could he not know what's going on with dolores or mave right now answer he does let's not forget uh someone had been missing when mave uh 
with messing with Maeve before the text started, and it was Ford who decided to move Maeve into the Madam role uh, at the brothel a year previously. At which point, no doubt, he was already reflecting upon his new narrative. Uh, I say that someone was Ford, and pushing Maeve into greater intelligence was part of the narrative. I would not be surprised if Felix, Sylvester, or both turn out to be hosts, because their actions were critical to the new narrative. Again, crackpot theory, but I like it. Mm. A lot. I mean, we keep waiting for someone to turn the tables on Ford. And like yeah. every time it's possibly going to happen, Ford is on top of the situation. Yeah. Like we have yet to see Ford walk into a room where he is not the most dangerous person in the room. Uh, and I think that that's one of the big questions of the finale is like, will that finally happen here? Is Ford about to walk into something that he can't walk out of or at least can't walk out of in power or is Ford really as, you know, kind of omnipotent as he seems like, is he, is he this powerful? Is he the God of this place? Is he the person who has everybody's number? And I think that that's going to be a really, really cool thing to see which way Westworld goes with that. Cause there's a lot of different story possibilities that stem out of either outcome. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And that, that was Kevin's email, by the way. Uh, it's just, uh, It'll be tough if, if Ford just keeps winning. I, I, he has to lose at some point. Or I, would, I would hope he loses at some point because uh, I'm very much, uh, uh, again, again, Team Arnold, hashtag Team Arnold, uh, against uh, Ford's uh, omnipotence uh, so far. Yeah, well, you would think, hopefully, like, long run that that would be the case. But, like, what if, you know, season one ends on some sort of, like, real downer Empire Strikes Back <laughs> note, like, to go back to Star Wars, that, like, wow. you know, the Empire wins, Ford wins this round, yeah. at least. Dolores has to get a new hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the, the last email we have here. Uh, hey, guys, I love listening, listening to you since the last days. Episode 9 uh, certainly is trying to point us in the direction of believing that William is the man in black. One thing I can't get over uh, is that the actor who plays William has a very pronounced mole on his left cheek. The man in black is clean shaven and does not have that mole. I know this is nitpicky, but it leads to an inconsistency inconsistency that I can't get over. And I don't think the writers uh, would or could ignore. Here's my crazy theory on your podcast. It has been brought up that when you go to the uh, Westworld website to book your experience, you sign terms and conditions about how anything you leave in the park, including body fluids, hair, etc., becomes property of the park. I think that we will find that, like Bernard, other hosts used to be people too. Maybe this DNA information is used in some way to make the hosts. Uh, make the hosts. Uh, the picture that Dolores' father found was William's uh, fiance. It made him glitch. He is not clean shaven. My theory is that William became the host that is Dolores' father, Peter Abernathy. And that is why the peach picture affected him. It would have been better if his name uh, was an anagram of William's name, like Bernard Lowe is Arnold Weber, but it's clearly not. Let me know what you think, Andrea in Denver. Andrea's on Mole Patrol. <laughs> oh, literally. We love Mole Patrol, yeah, especially this kind of Mole Patrol. <laughs> And I and I regret not picking this in our theory draft because it was on my mind that uh, that William would get his mole sliced off in the. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my god! I totally thought that Logan, Logan got his left cheek sliced in the previous episode. Why can't Dolores do that to William as well? So it'll It'd be, be similar. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the Last Crusade, uh, where uh, the young Indiana Jones gets whipped the, in his face. He gets a little scar on his chin right. that Harrison Ford has. 
exactly. There you go. <laughs> this is exactly what's going to happen here. Uh, I love that. I think that that's great. Uh, I I think like the the idea of Dad Bernathy of uh, of Father Abernathy being some sort of like trapped version of William that would be nuts. I love yeah. it. But I, again, I think there's something to the physicality of casting that act to look like, well, you know, um, Ed Harris, and it so could be an older William Men in Black. But it'd be interesting because it reminds me a little bit of the first Saw movie in a way where we get introduced to this character in the very beginning of the show. And we're like, oh, he's going to have pertinence. Then he disappears for like eight episodes. And it turns out in the end, he plays a much bigger role than we initially thought. It'd be a really interesting way to bring about this twist, because then you'd have to assume that the dad Bernathy actor would then be a huge part of the rest of the show without us even thinking about it. So that'd be like the Scooby-Doo approach where it's like the second person you see then becomes the... The person under the mask? Yeah, I guess that's true as well. I guess our, our, we have to unmask who the man in black is right now in the last episode. Um, what if it's Titus? What if it's Titus Welliver? He just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, let's jump on to the Twitterverse. Uh, we have uh, Christine uh, at CutePoison10 uh, says, uh, does anyone think uh, Charlotte is man in black's daughter? So. Oh. Yeah, I, I thought that when she first showed up and, like, he got out of the tree and, you know, he sees the feet and then she's there. Like, I I told this to, to Joe that I kept thinking, like, the scene was going to end with her being like, thanks for the vote, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Or something like that. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. That's because Arnold's her dad. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it, though. I could, I could see it. Uh, it'd be interesting if uh, Charlotte has some type of parentage that's a character, uh, one of the older characters on the show. It would be interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I cover Once Upon a Time, which has such a convoluted family tree that I'm <laughs> fearful of any characters connecting with each other familiarly on the show. Actually, can I can I call the uh, Charlotte is Logan's uh, illegitimate daughter uh, theory? Can I call that one? I just I just said you that. just you did. did. Oh, man, I miss it. I'm sorry. Wow. I wasn't paying attention. I love to it. But she's like usual. the she, is she half host. She's the bastard child of Logan and one of the whores he had sex with in that <laughs> Bacchanalian scene at Pariah. Wow. We have gone downhill. <laughs> Swiftly. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's go to the next tweet here. Andrew uh, Hagman, uh, at Andrew Hagman. Um, the new narrative is designed to trap Maeve and the uh, sentient hosts. I like that tweet because I think the exact opposite, that the maze is, an, is the final and only exit point for the hosts. I agree. All right. Um, let's go next <laughs> one here. Uh, Sam Homick, uh, at ass, uh, ass, at S underscore Hamic. Uh Android Yule Brenner will make his appearance and reveal himself to be Wyatt. <laughs> oh, please, yes. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. That you, be well, cool. you guys would be happy because you you would stop getting punked by me pretending to make <laughs> Yule Brenner appearances every podcast. Because <laughs> well, I mean. It, <laughs> They they did have the Easter egg a few episodes ago, like a few weeks ago, and we have seen them digitally de-age Anthony Hopkins. Is it the craziest thing on the planet to wonder? I mean, like, they've got Tupac holograms now, for God's sake. Like, is it... <laughs> Is it no. too much to ask for a Yule Brenner hologram? I'm sorry, you can't make a jump from Tupac to Yule Brenner. That just is not. <laughs> that's a, that's like a size of the Mariana Trench type Yule of Pac. jump. Yule Pac. Yule Pac. Oh my God. <laughs> I love this conversation so much. <laughs> you a Oh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> for the episode. 
I, I mean, it, it it would be cool. I mean, it it probably like the cost to have like a, a digital recreation of Yul Brenner become a character on the show uh, would be extreme. But they're spending like eleven million an episode on this show anyway, so I feel like the budget's there for it. Um, but uh, all right, let's go to the next tweet here. Uh, T Scott Youngblood at T Scott ninety nine. Uh, last scene pans out of Westworld, showing the other worlds from the movie Medieval World, Roman World, Season Two, Maven Rome. Nice. That goes that goes along with Josh's uh, Ryan Murphy anthology theory. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Um, next one here from Win at Crafty Kaz. Uh, all Man in Black. Uh, RF and Maeve, uh, Robert Ford and Maeve, uh, with realization slash commenting, we have been here before, means timeline moving forward after f- the finale? <laughs> hmm. um, so I, just a revelation, I guess, for them that there's multiple timelines? Hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, I, 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 would, I would guess, like, if, if the theory goes that, like, Dolores is reliving a past life, like, if she is reliving something that happened many, many moons ago, uh, that if we are going to find out that information definitively on the show, then she would probably find that out as well. Um, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, what kind, of, what kind of impact that has on the future moving forward other than, like, having the knowledge of the past informs your next moves. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's go to the next uh, tweet here. Sarah Rajan, uh, at Sarah RJ. Uh, Maeve's going to acquire Arnold's consciousness and upload it into Bernard's dead body. So I feel like we're all pretty much in the same boat that Bernard is, is not gone. He's, he's gone, but he's not forgotten. But I guess the question <laughs> is, who's going to resurrect him? And it seems like she's gesturing that Maeve is going to be doing that. That'd be cool. Yeah. She's, she's totally badass enough to do it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't hurt that she's got like two lab techs under her thumb, you know, <laughs> yeah. like who are who specialize in bringing hosts back online. Uh, so I, I, I think that you could you could really very plausibly see the scenario where Maeve, who's already had a scene with Bernard and, you know, they kind of, you know, leveled at each other. At least she leveled with him. He you know, probably wished he could have leveled back. I think that like there's there's enough there that like you could see how that those two stories would come together. Um, and, uh, last tweet, Gary Hogan, uh, at Gary H underscore my lazy cat, um, Bender from Futurama shows up and kills them all. (laughs) (laughs) Why did none of us draft that theory? That seems like the most plausible one right now. (laughs) Oh man. And, uh, one last bit of feedback here from Facebook. Last, uh, theory, um, JL Pagano, my crackback theory, uh, Gina Torres is too big an actress to simply be a pretend wife for Bernard. Uh, so I reckon she is actually Charlotte Hale's mom. And also maybe Charlotte doesn't use man in black's name, uh, is because, uh, he's her dad. That's my crack right there. And I'm sticking to it. Uh, though I'll be happy to admit if I'm wrong, much like Jay and Mike. <laughs> yeah. We all think that Charlotte is someone's daughter. I think it's Arnold. You guys think, you know, obviously other people think it's man in blacks. I think there's something to it. Well, actually the- go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I don't know about the Gina Torres thing of, oh, she's a famous actress, therefore she needs to have, play a bigger part in the show. It's not like, I don't know, another HBO show casts someone like Ian McShane for only <laughs> one or two episodes of a show, only to do something with them later on. It's it's not like that ever happened anytime soon. Like, that doesn't sound like anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man! But actually, saying that it's it, the the wife of Bernard uh, is Charlotte Hale's mom is almost actually saying that Arnold's um, the uh, the father because that's Arnold's wife. You know, if it's right. an old stock footage uh, that um, uh, Ford was using from like a previous conversation. Um, so yeah, I'm just saying that I buy Tessa Thompson being the offspring of Jeffrey Wright and Gina Torres. I could see it. Um, all right. Well, that uh, our, uh, is our listeners' uh, finale predictions. We've had our finale predictions. And that will wrap up this uh, very uh, special crossover podcast uh, with the wonderful, wonderful podcasters uh, from the Westworld Post Show Recaps podcast, uh, Joe and Josh. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for coming on the show. Um, uh, we, we, we love you guys very much. You've, you've been on our show before, and we listen to you all the time. So um, thank you for coming on. Right back at you. Such such a blast. You guys are legends. You guys are wonderful people. And it's really fun uh, that at least there can be an alliance between two of these many, many Westworld <laughs> yes. podcasts. Yes, we <laughs> are. And, and, you know, our arms are open. We will we will take any of you guys in. We need to strengthen numbers, I think. Yes. Is what we, 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 we need to form to a nice for. trust cluster between <laughs> Westworld podcasts. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm excited as well because I, I realized right before coming on here that Joe and I were almost like two lost live ships passing in the night. And that I don't think we ever actually podcasted together about Lost while on post show recap. So this is the first time I got to talk with you, and I was so excited about it because you're really like a prolific theorizer and really hyper analyzer of this show. So it's been fantastic to get to talk with both of you. I thought this was a lot of fun, and it's made me even more infinitesimally excited for what this finale is going to bring come Sunday night. Me too. We appreciate uh, being included and also kicking your ass in the contest. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh. You know, we, we, Joe, we were going to get out of here with the... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, we we could have taken your, your theory that you wanted to pick, and we, 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 we took the high road. This is... Uh, okay. Oh, I, I, <laughs> that's because Mike Bloom is a gentleman, and the rest of you are... You. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're going to be screwed by me in the end. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Mike. That's, Mike's my favorite... Took me that long to go full bloom job. Yeah, I, I know. I I'm not. I'm not trying to rein you in here. You're not under my supervision tonight, Mike. You go full bloom. You go full bloom all, all you want. And oh, I think man. that regardless of what happens, we should all do future Lost podcasts together. Absolutely. Yes. No, Jay and Jack. I would love for you guys to come onto the Lost Lives podcast when that starts back up again. It's going to be shortly after Westworld comes off the air. We're going to do some more Lost podcasting during uh, the off season between. The two points of Walking Dead on Posha Recaps. I'll bring back the Lost Podcast. I'd love to have you guys on if you guys are up Absolutely. For it. We, we'll be there in a heartbeat because uh, we'll probably have a little bit of free time once Westworld uh, is, is off the air. So absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, I, got more, I got more terrorist-centric episodes to read. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, 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 as we close out the show, um, for, for the listeners listening right now that, uh, don't know, uh, uh, Josh and Joe, um, uh, I, I doubt it, but seriously, if you don't, uh, guys, why don't you uh, say, uh, all of the amazing stuff uh, that you guys do and where people can find you and all that fun stuff. Joe, I'll okay. let you start. Okay. Uh, you can start. Such gentlemen. Uh, I am on Twitter at Joe Opinionated, with it, which is Opinionated with a J in front of it, because I am. Um, I run a small charity called Cancer Gets Lost with my charity partner, Jared Wong. And basically, we collect entertainment memorabilia, get it autographed, put it in auctions, and have live uh, fundraising. We, we basically support uh, multiple cancer charities through the auctioning off of really cool entertainment memorabilia, starting with Lost 
lost, um, you know, we just had an auction that had 45 different shows and films. So uh, it's something that we do in our spare time, which is every second. And the podcasting is just an added bonus and fun. I'm the co-host of The 100, the Dropship podcast with AJ Mass as well. So you can look that up if you're caught up on The 100 on Netflix and The CW. Awesome. Um, and for for my shenanigans, first off, uh, Joe and I, our Westworld podcast, would love to plug the link. If you guys are not already listening to what we're doing, you can go to posterrecaps.com slash Westworld. Joe and I have been having a real blast talking about it, and it's been really fun getting to air those theories out a little bit more tonight. Two, just tons of podcasting going on at Poster Recaps. Mike's, is, Mike's over there. He's doing Once Upon a Time. We've got Walking Dead podcast. We've got the Westworld podcast. We'll have uh, Game of Thrones podcasting coming up in the summer, uh, in the spring as well. Uh, so lots of stuff going on there. And I'll be talking, hopefully, to some of these Westworld fools after the finale for, for the Ooh. day job. I cover the show for The Hollywood Reporter. So you can get that stuff at THR.com slash Westworld is the Westworld hub there. And at some point on Monday, I have no idea who I'm talking to yet. Uh, but I should be talking to a bunch of people involved in this thing. So hopefully I'll have some cool interviews for you guys. Nice. Awesome. And uh, I know that uh, the Wiggle Room is a, a fan favorite in our household. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the that's the dorky survivor podcast that i do with rob sestranino where every once in a while musical theater ensues (laughs) (laughs) that's usually like uh either yeah mondays uh or if we get to it on tuesdays monday is typically Uh, the day but uh calling like oh did you hear the latest song and they're like oh my god it's so funny Um, here's the newest track (laughs) here's the newest jam um but uh but yeah uh awesome 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 i appreciate awesome. it good stuff um all right well uh that will wrap it up for uh the jay and jack verse uh we'll be doing a lot a post live uh a podcast after the finale to get our initial reactions uh go to jayandjack.com slash live it'll take you to our youtube live page um everybody's invited uh just you can come on share your theories share your thoughts uh on the finale immediately after at ten forty-five eastern standard time uh again that's jayandjack.com slash live um you can check out all of our podcasts jayandjack.com slash itunes and uh, leave us a review if you are so kind to do so uh this podcast is produced by eckhart richter and a big thanks tack from tokyo molly the millennial brad from chicago and did i get everybody jack i think it's everybody did i miss anybody i think it's everybody um and uh i said tech i'm pretty sure and uh all of our patrons uh that make this show possible thank you very much and again uh it's that shopping season uh so go to jayjack.com slash amazon uh to do all of your uh holiday shopping um that is it for this uh, episode guys and uh, we'll see you and guys and gals i think we had the we had lady representation this week fantastic um, easy no, I'm trying. I'm trying to be more inclusive of my language. I always go you guys instead of y'all. Um, so I'm trying to like come up with a more well, that is, inclusive. That sticks so much with the Western theme, Jay. Why yes. do you get rid of that one? <laughs> it's like when I when I moved to the South from San Diego, I was like, ugh, I'm not using y'all. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I got to come up with something a little bit better. But anyway, hey, hey. hi, hi, hey. Um, but anyway, uh, all right. It's fine. I, I, lo- I love being one of the guys. It's totally fine. <laughs> hey, Joe. Before I forget, when do, when does the 100 come back? Uh, well, it's called the hundred, and it comes back on February second, two thousand seventeen. February second, <laughs> the hundred. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. 
Um, all right, that is it. Uh, thank you again, Josh and Joe. It was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have to do it again. Um, like Josh said, we'll definitely have to, even if we lose the bet, we've got to uh, cross-share, pollinate uh, on more Lost Podcasts and other fun it's things It's happening. In the it's happening for sure. Um, all right, that is it, guys. Uh, thank you again. We'll see you all next time. Hasta luego and goodbye. Bye. 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 Adios.